When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, this is Queenie and Pablo, and today we are going to be talking about managing finances in a relationship. What do you think about that, Pablo? I'm very excited. (laughs) I think there's lots of things to talk about. Yeah, there definitely is. I think what's really interesting is that, you know, there are a lot of couples out there and they talk about what they're comfortable with in the bedroom, you know, what they want to do, what they don't want to do. But I think what is a bit of a missed opportunity when it comes to intimacy is that they don't talk about their finances. It might even be even more awkward to talk about how much money someone makes or where they want to be in the next five years financially. So that's why we wanted to discuss this today, because I think it's a super important topic. What do you think? Yeah, and it needs to be discussed, right? Yeah, exactly. You want to talk to it with the other person. so. So... We're going to go through a few different situations, starting all the way from first date, all the way up to what to do when you're, I guess, managing kids and, you know, that kind of throws a bit of a spanner in the works and different ways that couples manage their finances based on their own unique situations. Because I think it's important to note that there is no right or wrong way to do it. You know, it all comes back down to what, you know, the two people are happy with ultimately. Yeah, exactly. People need to be happy. So there's no right way or wrong way, but we're just going to discuss a few ways what we think, what we do. Yeah, exactly. And you What guys, I don't like. No, I'm <laughs> And you guys can make up your own mind about what's right for you, but hopefully this can just get that conversation started for you. We're going to have a look at a few Reddit stories, just a few questions, because I think it's interesting to get into other people's minds because we may have our own ideas when it comes to money. I think it's interesting to see what other people are thinking as well. So this one, we're going to be talking about first dates and who pays on the first date? What's the etiquette nowadays? I think it's a little bit up in the air. So this is the story. I, 25 female, recently had a conversation with a very close friend of mine, 29 male. He says he will never pay on the first date unless he already knows and likes the people. He dates mostly on dating apps, so he definitely doesn't know the girls he dates in person beforehand. So saying he only pays to people he knows and likes is a bit of a moot point when it comes to the dating context. I kept trying to explain to him as a girl that even if I have paid on first dates, I feel like it's a gesture of respect towards the other person. If a guy makes an effort to drive far to my place, then I can easily cover the cost of a coffee, and this goes both ways. If it was a super fancy dinner first date, then I can understand that it is different. But to say I will not even pay for a coffee until I know I like them and they're important to me seems pretty disrespectful and frugal. I find it super weird that he finds it super normal. Interesting story, for sure. Like, if you go, well, we met actually on Tinder, so that's funny. Yeah, because we did. 
I'm like, am I going to pay for a queen or not? But if you're going on a date with someone, like if you go there, you're already interested in the person or you already like the person enough via text to have them. That's so, a good point. That's a really good point. So does it's not enough to pay for coffee? Or even your own coffee <laughs> yeah, as well. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Mm. Or does he go on date of girl that he doesn't like to get free dinner? Yeah, <laughs> that's very true because for me, especially like on Tinder, I definitely wouldn't meet up with everyone that said hi to me. Maybe I, he has I'm just curious. lots of spare time, you know? Yeah, and maybe. He just, uh, you know, free coffee. Maybe it's a good side hustle. Maybe I should yeah. add that to my side hustles list. For the next YouTube video, like new bullet points, <laughs> how to get free food. <laughs> don't need to use like these apps like cashback and stuff. So I asked you guys on Instagram who you prefer to pay on the first date. And I had three options. So the first option, split the bill. Second option, pay for it all. Third option, have the other person pay. And this is pretty interesting to me. 62% of people prefer to split the bill. So it was definitely the most popular option by a long shot. And then the next popular option was have the other person pay, obviously. I think that, you know, it's it's nice when someone else pays for you or at least offers to pay. And the third option, pay for it all, which is also nice because, you know, there are some generous people out there that would like to pay for the first date. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I wasn't expecting split the bill to be as common as it is in my friendship circles it is pretty common to split the bill, and Pablo and I also split the bill on our first date. But don't, I just don't didn't say know. That. Oh, sorry. I'm joking. It's I a wasn't. Joke. I wasn't actually sure that it would be as popular as it is. So it's very interesting, isn't it? I think uh, split the bill definitely. I guess you'll pay for it all if you really like the person and want another date. And Pablo, what are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, just like you know, to make sure <laughs> the other person. He's is- but yeah, red. we split the bills. Um, yeah, I kind of like it because it's I like... I think it makes it equal and you don't own anyone anything. And actually, it's better because for the next idea, you don't feel obligated to be like, oh, I need to go again out because they pay for it. So, I, so Yeah, exactly. It, it's like it needs to be even more mutual. So That's true. I think it's, it's a good... Imagine if you weren't having a good day and the other person pays and they're like... So you, you get the next it? next one. Yeah, and then you're next like, one. oh, dear. And then I, feel I get bad. the next one, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to look cheap for not going on the next date, but you don't really want there to be a second date. That's kind of funny. All right, next question. So how would you prefer to manage finances in a relationship? And I found another story on Reddit, which I'm going to read out and we can just discuss it. You've been spending a lot of time on Reddit. I have. It's so interesting because I feel like people can be their true selves and like super honest and I just love it. Okay. How to deal with with money when one person makes more than the other. So 32 female with my 32 male fiance. I've been with my fiance for several years and we're getting married in five months. Thus far, we've been splitting the mortgage payments and sharing bills equally. We also shop together, but put our things on the conveyor belt separately and pay separately. Something that's getting kind of embarrassing now that I'm wearing a ring Eating out and seeing movies are split as well. We've also taken two vacations and split those down the middle as well, paying for our own airfare and splitting the hotel bill and other expenses. 
For the past year, I've been making half of what he's been making. I make approximately $25,000 per year and he makes about $55,000 US dollars, right? I'm assuming so. Um, I've been looking for better work, but it's difficult because I'm at a company where there are excellent benefits and if I stick it out, I can be making good money in a few years. We're both students who do not have bachelor degrees yet, so finding a decent job paying more here is not easy. Our mortgage and share bills are relatively low and paying them is not a problem for me. My issue lately has been with discretionary spending. He buys video games frequently and impulsively. He purchased some expensive kitchen electrics, which I immediately get enjoyment from as well on a whim and most recently purchased a $100 microphone setup for making music. I guess the crux of the problem is that I'm jealous because I can't do that. I have very little money to spend on fun things for myself. I tell him all the time that I'm broke and I have very little money, but he doesn't seem to really get it. I guess I need to know if I'm being a stupid, ungrateful bitch for thinking this way. I get that it's his money and he has worked hard for it. I also know that I was raised with parents who shared their money completely with no separate grocery bills and whatnot. It seems weird to me that we're splitting things like vacations when I can just cover all my bills and savings. I'm also sick of paying separately for everything like groceries and eating out because I find it slightly embarrassing. Too long didn't read. Do other engaged married couples split everything? Is this a common arrangement? Should I just grin and bear it while he goes out shopping and having fun while I'm counting my change for any little luxury like a coffee from Starbucks? Interesting. What do you think, Pablo? Well, I think there's definitely like one party seems happy and the other party is unhappy. Mm. And that's probably not good. Yeah, for sure. Know? Because maybe like, I think that's the main thing and the main issue is that one party is not happy. And obviously her writing something on Reddit shows that she is not happy. And she, I guess from what I see, she gives him some hints of, Oh, I'm broke. And like, oh, you broke. <laughs> not <laughs> <Yeah>. like continuing. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. Good for you. <laughs> hey, Kuni, I'm broke. Okay, Pablo, you oh, broke. That sucks for that you. Sucks for you. <laughs> uh, but I guess she probably needs to sit down and be like, yeah, I'm broke because we split everything and I don't have enough to enjoy myself. Yeah. What about you, Kuni? Yeah, I agree. It doesn't seem like, you know, it's not like he's doing anything wrong. She's doing something wrong or they're doing something wrong as a couple. Like the problem is more so that she's not happy and they haven't really spoken about this. And maybe they do need to reassess or like discuss something that they're both happy with and come up with a win-win-win situation. Win for her, win for him and win for both of them as a couple. And there are a few different ways that people split costs in a relationship like there's no right or wrong answer there's no answer that will fit everybody yeah I think definitely like when like we started dating like there was a similar unbalance and the fact that we talked about and split evenly some expenses and split according to income some others was really helpful and the thing that we both agree on those together is like there is no like someone unhappy in their side just being broke or some other one like just enjoying the money while their partner 
is just not enjoying. Yeah, exactly. Like I think in the early days of Pablo and my relationship, I was a student. Pablo's five years older than me, so I was still studying at uni. I was working two part-time jobs. One was an unpaid internship to try and get my foot in the door. The other one was a telemarketing job. So I just only just had enough for like everything. And um, we were splitting expenses like 50-50, even though he was earning a lot more than me. I, I can also feel I understand where she's coming from because I felt like that at the time as well. Like we would go on holidays and Pablo would be like, hey, let's do this expensive activity. And I'm like, no, I can't afford that. Let's just do something free, like sit on the beach and um, go to the pool. And then it was a bit awkward for both of us because Pablo obviously was limited by how much I could spend. I was limited because I was broke and you know, was trying to make my way in the corporate world and had to make sacrifices like doing the unpaid internship to get experience. And then, yeah, we decided to, we had a discussion, decided to split some things evenly, split some things according to income and then eventually started to make more money and it kind of evened out and we went back to 50-50 again. So I think it's it's one of those things that's always dynamic and it always changes based on like, your situations, you know? Exactly, because maybe later she could be earning more money. Yeah. And then that could be a different dynamic. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe he needs to have a discussion with her and they need to work things out. Because I think the thing is that, you know, when you're a couple and it's, it's like, it's nice to know that you will have each other's back. You know, if I'm earning a lot of money, if Pablo's earning a lot of money, we kind of know... Yeah, we've got each other's back, you know, no matter what happens, we're like a team. So, yeah, exactly. Hmm. I think a dynamic is important because sure. it changes quickly as well. Mm. Nowadays. So um, let's see the most popular options. So we asked you guys on Instagram what you guys like to do. So most popular answer, split evenly, 52%. Next one, split according to income, 36%. And the next popular one was one person pays for everything, 7%, and then completely separate, 5%, which I think is really, really interesting. I wish I had could put in another option. I would put in like shared, you know, you kind of have like a shared bank account that you put money into because that's actually what Pablo and I do now. We're both full-time creators, you know, working on Invest with Queenie and Pablo. So our income comes into our separate bank accounts but we also have a shared account that we share expenses so and also something they haven't mentioned is how much like does she have maybe extra time to do things at home mm. and then she doesn't get paid for that but then he makes more money so oh yeah that's are... true exactly and we'll we'll go through that later as well because i think that's really important to talk about you know unpaid work that people do around the household you know that stuff matters as yeah, well of course, it's really it important so, on to investing together or separate. We haven't got a story for this one. Haven't been spending enough time on Reddit, Queenie. Sorry, I missed this one. Whoops. But we have a story from, I guess, our own lives, which we can share. To be honest, Pablo and I didn't really need to have a big discussion when it comes to investing and assets, like like I think a lot of couples may, because when we met, Pablo and I were both in a similar-ish financial position. So we both had student loans, both kind of had like a negative net worth and weren't making very much money, no assets, barely cash in the bank. Um, So for us, it was starting from the grant. So there was no like, oh, I have like $100,000 in the bank. This is mine. Oh, 
Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like awkward. Like, I have a house, you know, you're living in my house and how are yeah. we going to split this? Um, yeah, we both yeah. started from like negative networks. So that was pretty easy for that. And then, yeah, we just started basically investing together like in a robot advisor. Yeah. Uh, just simple, like trying to put like a thousand dollar a month yeah. uh, combined mm. into uh, this account. And yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting because I guess for us as well, something else that happened was um, we went on a partnership visa together. And I think that really made us like solidify that, okay, if we break up, it's going to be 50-50. So our mindset was always, this is our money. These are our assets. And I think it's been really helpful as well because we both it's not that we kind of like are looking at each other's expenses and are like, oh, you can't buy that or you can't do this. But we do like to think about ourselves as individuals, but also us as a couple. So we do like to talk about expenses and, you know, I'm probably not going to spend like $10,000 on some something crazy because I know that it also affects Pablo as well. So like we discuss big expenses, you know, expenses over $100, $200 because it is like our finances and it affects both of us but I think we are pretty fair when it comes to yeah what we want to spend money on yeah but in terms of investing I guess so yeah we started together and then just added more money if I was making more I will try to invest more when you were earning more we'll try to invest more Mm. still having like extra cash but that was kind of how we did it and that way it was always growing uh, the best possible way and then we'll have still some money to spend on the site based on uh, how much we're earning, mm. but just slightly more investing if we're earning more as well. Yeah, exactly. It was it was kind of nice because we kind of, you know, at the beginning, Pavel was earning more, then there were some years I was earning more, and it was kind of like um, nice that we could both work together towards yeah. building our portfolios and like a team. Exactly. So does it matter how much your partner makes? Ooh, I think this is such a juicy question. So let's read this Reddit submission. Does money matter in relationships? And another note, this is from 10 years ago, and I think maybe times have changed, maybe thoughts have changed on this, but I still thought it was an interesting query. I've been with my boyfriend for a little more than two years now. We've been living together for over seven months. I'm 30 and he's 29. We have a really happy relationship. Obviously not perfect because nothing ever is, but we get along really well, laugh together, have similar interests, rarely fight, fight well when we do, etc. It's the best and happiest relationship I've been in. Lately, we've started discussing marriage and that makes me really happy. But I have one doubt that keeps niggling in the back of my brain. I'm a professional, a chartered accountant, working for the government and make good money, and I will likely continue to do better and better. He is currently working for barely more than minimum wage and is somewhat confused about where to go with his life. He's not lazy, but spent a lot of his 20s trying to break into an industry that's very hard to get into but with only moderate success. The job he's in now is great experience that could lead to something better, but it's all very uncertain. We both have significant student loans to pay down. 
Up until now, the money hasn't mattered to me. I've never been someone who expects my boyfriend to buy me dinner or presents or whatever, and he's never had a problem making the rent. But now that we're considering spending the rest of our lives together, I worry about what our future will be like. We both want kids, and I don't want to support them on one income. We would never be poor even if he didn't work at all, but I worry I could become resentful of having to live at a much lower standard of living than I could if he contributed more financially. I want to be able to travel and have a nice house and take maternity leave. He may eventually be making an income that makes those things possible, but it's all very uncertain. He will never make as much as me and that's fine, but even if he just made half, I would be happy. I'm not considering leaving him because as I said, I'm really happy except for this one niggling down. I honestly can't imagine finding someone else who would treat me better. Up until now, I all, I've always considered I'd rather have a great guy who was poor than a rich guy who was kind of a dick. But given my worry, should we hold off on getting engaged until his financial situation is resolved? Or should I try to let it go and be happy to plan the rest of my life with someone I love? Too long didn't read. I make a lot more money than my boyfriend. We are considering marriage. Is a financially unbalanced marriage a bad idea or does love conquer all? I think it comes down to what you said at the beginning of the podcast and is you know, it's really unspoken financial and goals moving forward as a couple. And you want to make sure that you are aligned, like not just financially, but in goals in life. And they seem that they have similar interests, but maybe their vision and their goals is kind of different. And that uh, might be a problem moving forward later on. That would be interesting actually, because this was 10 years ago, so What's happening now? Are I'm still- curious. Let's let's reach out to for love or money. Yeah. I'm so curious. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's like the be all and end, or end all, like money for sure. But it is really important. Like, let's I don't let's think be it's real. Just you know? money is more like lifestyle. Life, like, yeah, just the goal in life. Like maybe you know. Yeah, being able to travel, have a nice house. Because, yeah, those are important things. And, you know, she wouldn't want to be resentful moving forward. But I'm curious about whether she's brought this up to her partner as well. Because I think that the most important thing is for them to discuss these things rather than just her having a bit of uncertainty and him just not knowing that there's anything wrong. Because I'm sure they'd be able to find a solution that they'd both be happy with. Because it sounds like, you know, he's like trying to pursue his passion like he's doing what he loves doing and he's obviously trying to break in into an industry that might be really hard but maybe there could be I don't know like a medium option where they could both be happy maybe even like potentially he could earn money or he could do like another job maybe slightly different do like a part-time part-time thing or something like that and also I think she should also consider I I think what's also important is like if you are with a partner that is open to taking care of the kids or contributing more around the home, like that's really important too. Maybe they should have some of those discussions as well because if he can potentially like help more around those things, maybe that could also lead to her being able to maybe make more money or potentially um, he could look at some other potential jobs that he could look at that could increase their income. I don't know. There are a few different options. I think they could potentially like list a few of them out, draw up a list of pros and cons and see which one they'd be the most happy with. 
Yeah, what's interesting also, they've been together two years, right? Is that in these two years, has it always been stuck like this, trying to get into the industry and not moving ahead? Or was there like a growth mindset and trying different things as well? And you see that there is potential? Or is it always been trying, failing the same thing over and over? And then maybe 10 years down the track, that's probably going, you know? Growth mindset, definitely something to consider so we asked you guys on instagram would you prefer your partner to earn more money than you earn less than you earn the same or does it matter to you and the most popular answer was that it doesn't matter to you 60 percent. so that was the most popular answer by far the next most popular answer was earn more than you 24 percent, and then earn the same 13 percent and the least popular option and less than you, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, I think, well, first, earning the same is really hard. Like, you know, you know, I'm not going to get the payers. I'm going to, you know, mm. really hard. I think it should not really matter as long as you're happy with what you make and yourself and the more your partner make and the more happier they are. Because sometimes you make more money, but you have less time, free time. So sometimes it's not always good to, the more is not better always. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe your partner earns heaps more than you but doesn't have time for you to go on dates, to yeah, exactly. help out have... around the house as well. It's, you know, that's another con to somebody earning heaps of money, right? So Yeah, sometimes they don't have time the weekend just because they earn more and they have to do extra work. So Yeah, lots of things to consider. I think Pablo and I, our mindset about money's changed for sure over the years. Like we no longer want to just and heaps and heaps of money and have no time. Time is really important to us. So, yeah. So, managing household tasks. We can go through what we do. And I guess, do you want to say? Kuni <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to say. It. So, I guess I will do not most of the tasks, but like the main. Uh, what do you bulk? think our split would be? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today be 65 uh, for me I'd yeah say. yeah it depends of so. the days and mm. the things but then also you'll do maybe more content while I'm doing stuff so it's fine you know yeah and when Pablo's editing videos I'll be making lunch and things like that so as long as we're happy and I think having like a one person doing everything and the other that would be a bit annoying yeah, it just would not work for us because I think both of us, we're not, we don't love like doing the household tasks, you know, like it, it just needs to be done, but it's not like one of us really loves cleaning. Well, there's or, a know. reason why it's named chores. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because no, no one no, likes. But some people also, you know, they, they really enjoy it or they find it satisfying, like cleaning oh, it is stuff. It's satisfying to have it clean. But I think yeah, we're trying to even split by 
doing things that we both likes. Yeah, that was a good point as well. Somebody said, I try to do the things that my partner hates and she does the same for me. And if we both hate it, we do it together. And I just thought that was just beautiful because how nice is that teamwork? I think it's so true. Like you've got to find, do the things that you you like doing and your partner should do the things that they like doing. And then the stuff that you guys don't like, maybe find a way to split, split up those tasks evenly. And Pablo's also been a lot more you know, he, he tells me, he's like, Queenie, do the laundry today. And I'm like, okay, I did the laundry. He's the boss when it comes to like this stuff. He's like, do this, do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. The key is to make it easier for ourselves. So yeah. We have like the least time we have to spend and the least time, the more time we can spend together doing other stuff. So yeah. obviously trying to get good appliances, things like that, and being uh, just, uh, yeah, so it's faster. Yeah. Robovac. Guys, honestly, it's changed my life. It's expensive, not going to lie. It was about $600, but it uh, the floors are so clean, you know? Like, we would never do the vacuuming because it's one of those things that, you know, it's not as obvious that it needs to be done, whereas, you know, if you've got a spill in your kitchen, got to clean that up. So just having the robot vacuum, just vacuum the floors while we're out on a walk is just so nice. And there's hardly any like dust and dirt and stuff on the floor. It's all it's all done. I can't wait to have like a Tesla pot or something, <laughs> you know? Like seriously, I can't wait. Maybe you can make the podcast instead of no, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we asked you guys on Instagram, how would you prefer to manage household tasks? So the most popular option, split evenly, forty four percent. Next popular oh actually it's a tie. Whoever wants to do what? Or whoever wants to do, whoever has more time, they're both 26%. So my thinking with this one is like, you know, if one person wants to do this, the other person does something else, that's how they split it up, you know? And the other option, whoever has more time is like, you know, if maybe one person works more, the other person is home more, then, you know, maybe the person that has a bit more time to work on these things will, will do it more. And then the last option, not me, smiley face, 4%. (laughs) It's funny. Oh, dear. So, yeah, now on to managing kids in a relationship. Let me just bring up this Reddit story. My wife and I both earn over $175,000 a year and we are considering having children. She is asking me to compensate her for 6 to 12 months as compensation for the time she will have to take off to have our child. I do not know whether she is pregnant or not. So anyway, basically with this story, they're both very independent. So I'll just read from the post. We are both high earners, both earning over 175000 a year after tax. We purchased our home together and we have agreed to split the finances 50-50. We paid for our wedding, honeymoon, everything 50-50. Although I did pay for the cost of our rings and her engagement ring. Our mortgage payments were 50-50 and we comfortably own our home now. So much of our income goes to savings, investments, home improvements and discretionary spending. Because of our incomes, we felt it would be best to keep our finances separate. We're both highly independent people and both very career-driven. It's part of the reason I'm so attracted to her. She's amazing at what she does, and I'm so proud to be able to introduce her as my wife and explain what she does. Unfortunately, our first two years of marriage were hampered by COVID and lockdowns. 
We would have loved to have traveled and saved up quite a bit in order to do this. Yesterday I came home and my wife was on the phone. She seemed like she was in a hurry to end her conversation and try to evade my question when I asked who, who she was talking to. Anyway, so she invites him to tea. Her workplace allows for maternity leave for up to a year, but only provides 50% of her salary for up to six months. The remaining six months is unpaid. She was very direct and said that while her insurance would cover the vast majority of hospital-related costs during pregnancy and childbirth, taking a six-month break from work could cost her almost $50,000 since her pay would be cut in half. She is asking me to compensate her $50,000 in addition to agreeing to split any related but unexpected costs to pregnancy and childbirth. Her stance is that she is doing something for us to start a family, but it's not a true 50-50 split if she is expected to take a financial hit for it and I am not, given that our finances are separate. She had printed a list of expectations in terms of what she expected financially, listed some things that her insurance may not cover. I see the logic in that, but I'm really turned off by this because she is essentially asking for me to pay to have her child or children. She saw my hesitation and she just doubled down. While her ideal is to return to work after six months, she says it's a real possibility that she may require more time off and decide, as things happen, to take up to a year off. So she has another plan drafted for that. For the first six months, her work will give her 50% of her salary and I would not compensate her for the rest. But for the next six months, since her work would not compensate her and because the loss is something she is doing for the family, she is comfortable splitting the loss of her income and only asking me for 50% of her salary instead of 100% for the second six-month period and she will take the loss of 50% of her salary. The idea, I guess, is that we both suffer half the loss of income for the second six-month period. How However, if she say, takes seven to 11 months off, any months after the six can be prorated. But the immediate essential element here is that she wants me to pay her 50000 to 100000 to compensate her for the loss of her salary for six to 12 months as a result of her having our child. I really do not know how to process this. My first thought is shock because despite our salaries, fifty to 100000 is a lot to demand. The idea of a payment plan to have our child is just gross and many couples manage to do this without paying their wives to have children. But then I suppose most couples are married legally and a loss to one person's income is a loss to everyone. So in our situation, it makes logical sense, but there's something so transactional about it that puts a bad taste in my mouth. Anyway, so that's pretty much... The gist of the story. What do you think about it, Pablo? Yeah, I think like the guy just said, it's very transactional and not really like, I think she had an idea. The thing that we don't know is what was his idea. If she doesn't bring that to him, what was his idea? Would it be to just keep it as usual and let her? And he using the word like suffer. And I feel like they are having a child and mm. he's like suffering. Like Yeah, it is a bit of a strange like yeah word to bring up in that instance you know like the idea is we both suffer a loss to our income and you know just the context of that word suffer it's kind of like you know it's it's a happy situation you guys are gonna have a baby potentially you know like it's um I I understand the financial impacts that it has on couples and marriages and things like that but yeah it just doesn't seem like it's in a very it's you know, they're talking about in a very positive manner or in a positive light. I understand her point, especially since they are doing everything 50-50 and that's the way it's always been like 
obviously she's going to take time off to have children and he isn't taking time off to have children and he's not birthing a child. Like why should she have to suffer the loss to her income to something that they both want to do together when they pay for everything 50-50, you know? Like it just makes total sense like that she would want to be compensated, obviously, you know? And I think also just the way that maybe like, you know, he hasn't brought it up to her. She had to bring it up to him. You know, she's kind of drawn out contracts and like he's a bit, you know, not sure about it. It's a bit... Yeah, I think it's a bit of a shame that, like, you know, it had to kind of go a bit awry, you know? Like, it should be something that's happy and Yeah, it should be, like, discussed. a happy moment, like, having a child. And both parties should help, you know, bring things on the table. But I don't think, like, maybe I personally maybe bring, like, a contract or, like, also having you pay salary. Like, it's a bit a weird way to mm-hmm. act, but maybe, I guess... Because, like you said, they were doing like 50-50 before, but maybe they need to move on and do something slightly. Yeah, I guess context matters because they're probably like both professionals, maybe like lawyers or something like that. Maybe it's like not normal for us because we're not lawyers. We wouldn't draw up contracts and things like that and we share things pretty evenly. But, you know, there are other couples out there that, that prefer to do that that more so, you know, which I think is smart because like if you're going to have a kid with someone like... You want to make sure you're protected. But yeah, I guess it's just not not really what we would do, not really our style, but each to their own. And I think it's it's an important point to discuss because, yeah, I think it, it's a lot of money. 50 to 100 grand I guess they're both under 175,000. So. Yeah, it would be different for other couples and yeah, other relationships. But damn, that's a lot of money for having a baby, you know, like it's. It really puts it into perspective, I think, like how much it can cost people, especially women. You know, there's a super gap. Women on average generally get paid less. And, you know, it's generally because women are having children and they kind of miss out on their career and things like that. Those are things that she's not even factoring into our calculations, like what will happen in six to 12 months when she takes her maternity leave maybe she won't have as much career progression as her partner who will potentially have more career progression because he's been working throughout this time than her, you know? So it's it's probably even more than that 50 to 100 grand. Like, let's yeah, be exactly. real. And it's like... Which is maybe time for them to maybe change the 50-50 split and because it's going to change after she has yeah, the exactly. child and after she gets back to work. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder how they're going to split the time of like taking care of the baby, like what's going to happen and they're going to hire like a nanny. But also like is, whose responsibility would that be? Would that be 50-50 split as well? And how are they going to make sure yeah. that that happens? Because they both earn a lot of money. So like one person spending a few extra hours per week, that's also another big cost that also people consider, you know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think it's good that people are having these conversations because... Yeah, you don't want to have a kid and then, like, but they seem to be, like, both suffering and that's yeah. probably not great. Yeah, so. I know. It makes me sad that they're both, um, you know, it's not, like, a happy conversation. Yeah, they are more, like, stressed about having a baby, yeah. even though they make so much money. I know. It's so sad. I just want to give them both a hug and just be like, congratulations, you're going to work through this, you know? Like, you guys are going to make it through if you've got plenty of money you've got your finances sorted it's just about finding something that's fair but 
But I just, I don't know if 50-50 exists, you know. That's that's the messy thing about life, isn't but it? I'm sure people even will not be happy with 50-50 and that's why it needs to be added. Exactly. And also, like, you know, she's obviously going to be taking on more responsibilities in being pregnant. Like, that's going to have a toll on her body, her mental health. Like, it's not just the income that she's losing. It's also, like, the health impact of having kids. We asked you guys on Instagram. We weren't quite sure what to do for this one because there'd be so many different situations that people have. So I guess just what what we did ask was, how do you prefer to manage kids and finances and like split the costs of that in a relationship? And there were just so many different responses, you know? So some people preferred to take on the responsibility of like children and finances, like evenly, you know, both take like an equal amount of time off work, both contribute equally to the finances. In some relationships, maybe one person decides to, you know, leave their job for a few years in order to take care of the kids and the, while the other person works. There's no right or wrong way. You know, it's all about what, what one person, you know, what both people, sorry, what both people are happy with. It needs to be like a win-win-win, like win mm. for the, both parents and the child as well. Yeah, exactly. And as long as you have that, that's the most important thing. And I think it's good that they're having this discussion because even though it's probably going to be a big blowout for this high-income earning couple, it's a, it's important. It's an important discussion because you yeah. don't want to be getting into your, I don't know, like much later in life and, you know, looking at your super balance and being like, damn, that, that 50, 100 grand that I lost to have a kid, that's compounded to like, I don't know, $200,000 yeah, exactly. or something less in my super than my partner because that's what happens as well. So it's, you got to talk about this stuff. Anyway, so I'm so curious to hear from you guys. What do you think about managing money in a relationship? What are your thoughts on it? How do you guys like to manage finances do you like talking about it? Is it awkward? Let us know. Yeah, very curious. And thank you so much for watching our very first podcast. We really enjoyed it. That what was What did fun. you think, Pablo? I liked it. First time. <laughs> yeah. And stay tuned for more. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.